It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Hey, everyone. This is Jose Gillian, the owner of All House Barbecue, located on Louisville and Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com, and we are the proud new sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us. Good evening. Welcome to Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you so much for every Saturday night coming and listening to our wonderful show. We have an amazing evening this evening. We're going to talk about weather and lynching and all the good stuff. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to that enjoy. That is quite the evening. introduction. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, we're going to take just a second. This is Alexandra with Alexander and Friends. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, and also our podcast by Old House Barbecue, Mr. Jose Guillen. We're going to take just a few minutes to listen to our Pledge of Allegiance by the Clark children, who does an amazing job, especially that little girl. I'm sure it won't take a few minutes, but yeah, here it is. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We're here this evening enjoying a very... Uh, Unusual week. Um, a year ago, my husband passed away Aww. this year, and we uh, I'm celebrating his his life. And thank you so much for this show that has really helped me through all this. And, of course, I think Courtney went through the same thing with her mom. But mm-hmm. this year, this week, he's been gone one year, and um, I let some butterflies just fly out this weekend. Aww. So, anyway, with further ado, Courtney, how are you? And I see I'm Billy's great. not going to be here tonight. Nope, he's not going to be here. I'm doing great. I'm excited. I got to ride in with your favorite person, Mr. Roy Ponder. He's going to be here with us this this evening to do our show. And we're going to talk about the weather. And we're going to talk about kind of some things that we touched upon our last time he was here. And we were trying to figure out when the last time that was. Was it November, December? I can't remember. It wasn't that long ago, was it? I, I, I think it was November. November, when okay. it? Because um, he told us he was going to snow was gonna and hit. ice and all this stuff, and nothing happened. Yes, and, mm. and the miles, just like a weatherman. Right. Mm. The milestone for your YouTube back then is a hundred thousand. Yes, I was uh, right at a yeah, approaching a hundred. Yeah, I think you were like ninety-one thousand the last mm-hmm. time you were on, but now you're way over that, right? Wow, yeah. right. So I think that that would be a great thing just to let people know where they can uh, subscribe. What's your What's your YouTube? Uh, Pal Ponder on Weather. And you got a Facebook. As well as Pal Ponder on Weather. That's pretty easy. Wow. So we we have a Facebook, too. I know. Alexander and Friends 660. And then also all of our previous loaded podcasts are on our website at alexanderandfriends.com. And we also have a very wonderful social media guru by the name of Elizabeth. And she's here tonight, too. She's here this evening, yes. We've got a full studio. Wow, we have a full studio. And, of course, we never want to forget our producer. Well, and Liz Husband's here, too. Yeah, but we're going to introduce him as part Perfect. of the VIP, Perfect. okay? Because he's not part of the show. He's a VIP. So you opened the show talking about weather and lynching. Mm. And so I, I guess I need to understand what, what you're doing. <laughs> well, weather is because we have an amazing uh, guest here and, mm-hmm. and also our, our co-host today, which is Mr. Roy Ponder yes. with POW. Yes. I still don't know what POW means, but I kept seeing... It's his last name, well, on I know, Weather. But Ponder, I remember, it's a super, not Superman, Batman. Batman? Was it Batman, the POW? The, the POW, TV series the where TV it pops series, up on the screen says That's POW. what I, everything yeah. I think POW. of that. POW! <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm, the lynching is, is because I started laughing this morning. Uh, our crime is so out of control. We, we just, our crime is in very, very bad shape. And we are signing a bill for lynching. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense. The president of the United States just signed a bill to cancel lynching. Well, when was the last, I mean, what happened to the crime? I thought we had a law for all that already. Yeah, the, so. the last few lynchings I've heard about ended up being um, false flags and the people gotten in trouble for saying that there was a lynching. So, so I yeah. just was wondering what how can how, what happens to the crime of today because it's so soft. They're going out, they're getting out on probation, even if they're kill somebody. It's just mm-hmm. I don't understand. What do you think, Mister Ponder? <laughs> <laughs> he may not be here for that reason. Well, he's weatherman. I'll have the weather part. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun, but this is what's happening, and it's just very disturbing because crime is very, 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 very bad. 
and it needs to stop and we need to get this loss. The laws are already in the books. Yeah, but it seems like the county judges and the, the um, uh, what do you call the um, prosecutors, prosecutors, of course, but then the um, DA's, DA's, the mm-hmm. district attorney also, yes, do not want to prosecute any of that. Um, and they actually want to try to circumvent the law and say, hey, if you steal this amount of money worth of stuff, then you don't even get to be prosecuted. So two parts of that. Do you have factual data to support that the level of crime has risen? Yes. I would be curious to see what yeah, that looks every like. Every major city except every for Dallas. Every major city except for Dallas. Oh, great. Because our, our police chief actually gives a rip. And the second thing is... Um, I have personal experience with somebody that's close to me that has managed to work over the loopholes of the system, which is extremely frustrating for me. And I can see the effects of COVID and the job and people are just things are backed up. I mean, you had almost two years where people had committed these crimes two years prior and they're now just getting looked at or they're getting dismissed because yep. times pass. Mm-hmm. Well, so I mean, it's just COVID's just affected everything. I don't think it's COVID. I think is the fact is that we don't have any, um, People don't don't pay for the uh, what they do. It's it's okay if they kill you. No it's okay. No consequences. Let me tell you, I was uh, last week. I, I was at a CVS store, and these people came in. I was there, mm-hmm. filled a basket, walked out with it. Why didn't you chase after them? I saw this video the other day of a six year old woman who beat this man with her purse was, when it, he was trying to there, rob. There the were store. several people there. But there's nothing they can do. They just let they them cannot. go. They, they don't. can't. Yeah, they, they can't. can't. It's it's more expensive to try and prosecute somebody than just letting them walk away with the product. But let me ask you it's a question. It's also more expensive for Alexandra to actually pull out her, her revolver. <laughs> and. <laughs> but the thing about it is you have to think about the the owners of the businesses. Mm-hmm. The decay of, of all this coming at the very end. Right. COVID, right. in effect, wait till you see at the end of the year the the. the what, how many millions, billions of dollars they they broke into the Beverly Hills mm-hmm. uh, uh, last week, the jewelry store? I didn't hear about that. Millions yeah, of millions. jewelry. They just walked out with it. There's nothing you can do. So crime is, bring it home. Come all, you on. Do, all you do is report it to the insurance. But, of course, this these problems were going oh, on. Oh, insurance. Oh. <laughs> so can you report uh, everything that's stolen? on? Uh, I think a good thing for if you're going to loop me in on this little discussion <laughs> is that um, if you have something of value and and you uh, are afraid that if it gets stolen, how do you replace that monetarily? You need to schedule those items out on either your homeowner policy or mm-hmm. a personal articles floater. Mm-hmm. And um, that covers mysterious disappearances. But that mm-hmm. is also a high level of um, fraud. And that that is something that if you have a mysterious disappearance claim on your history, that affects you greatly. So. Pretty much. Um, it's it's kind of a wash. I mean, if you've got a $20,000 ring, yes, it should be scheduled. If that rock falls out in the river, um, I mean, you would, you would want to be reimbursed for that. So you've got to pay for that coverage because insurance, it's not an automatic thing if you just think you're going to get reimbursed by having homeowner coverage. There's a cap. Right. So a lot of the people that have tried to justify people stealing stuff have come out and said, oh, well, they this is a big company. They have insurance. Guess what? All those insurance claims are going to be paid for by who? Oh, that's right. Us. Mm-hmm. Because we have to get insurance on every other thing, too. Right. So it it all affects people. Right. And there was this kind of thing was going on before COVID. COVID didn't cause it, but COVID exacerbated it in several different ways. Uh, but previously to COVID, people were complaining about things like food deserts, mm-hmm. where there wasn't a grocery store in a urban area, in an urban setting, because of why was that? Oh, right. Crime. Crime. Because the company didn't want to set up a store there and they weren't going to be able to grab people who were trying to take stuff. So, so do what you do think, you do about that? Well, and so this goes back to is crime the issue or do we talk about education and morals and ethics and breaking the cycle? And we had a guest mm. on the show. Um, who was he? He ran for uh, judge. Why can I not remember his name? Yes. And he was a big proponent of that, um, you know, trying to break the cycle. Yes. Reinstill values. Yeah. Reinstill values. Yes. Mm -hmm. And try to get in with the kids and and. Yeah. It starts at home. But the problem is that you have such a tremendous amount of backlog of years of people that have now gone through the system that, Mm -hmm. you know, the courts. 
they have to let them out. It's like in you know in, in some cities they just let everybody out because they have it's it's overloaded. Well, right. there's people that have been raised in the system and all they, they know don't. is the system, right. and yep. then like yep. they yep. think that the system is their sugar daddy, and their sugar daddy's not giving them enough money, so they go to the store and steal more. Well, all I gotta say is it just all of this lynching just made me come to think about all this crime situation. But neither here there uh, we have um, some amazing uh, a, a very good day today. We're going to talk about weather. And we're going to talk about a gentleman that came off, took off today just to be here so he could meet our weatherman, Mr. Castaneda. Roland Castaneda is here and his wife is our social guru. And he's going to be asking questions to Mr. Powell, Ponder, Mr. Roy Ponder with Powell Ponder, Ponder on weather. On weather. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing this evening? Excellent. Thank you for being here this evening. I know Courtney had to push his arm. his arm and get him in here and. No, so, I'm happy to be here. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. Well, what's happening with the weather? Well, um, we're in a drier cycle right now, but then we have more storms coming in on on Monday. That's our next um, setup. But, you know, typically we're at a, unfortunately, we're in a La Nina. You know, we've been. In a we're on La Nina? Yeah, it's what, what they call La Nina. Uh, you typically have colder waters in the equatorial Pacific. You have the subtropical jet not as active. And uh, you typically get drier, below average precipitation in those type environments. We got is, a tornado. Is that what's happening we- to my skin? Is it drying out because there's a La Nina? <laughs> La Nina. Well, sometimes the relative humidity with all the wildfires out in West Texas, I mean, mm-hmm. it dropped to 11% yeah. the wow. other day, which is bone dry. That's like desert dry. Desert it dropped dry. to near tw- like 20% inside my room, my bedroom, <laughs> and I have to have a humidifier going. Boy, we know we had, they were on a kind of a, a, a Roland can tell you a little bit. I think the a tornado hit very close to their home uh, th- this week. So we didn't hear you say anything about the tornadoes. We're going to get to that in the next. Oh. <laughs> Alexandra and friends sponsored by Miller title, Texas, Roberto Perez, and also by old house barbecue. And of course we have Alexandra here. And I was going to ask her a question before we start in with uh, the weatherman, Roy Ponder. Why do you have the magazine there from one of my alma maters? I love this Hill State College. I think it's every student, every every person should go into Hill what, State College. Why, what's, what's, I thought you went to DBU. Look, oh. This is one of the most amazing colleges in the United States of this. America. What is it? Hillside? Hillsdale. Hillsdale. Hillsdale? And my husband and I are donors, and we um, actually, they're in our will. My, yes, Wait, this my, is in Michigan? But you went to Michigan and then DBU? How, get, get, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so confused right now. So, so um, my husband was an intellectual. He loved the law, the the finality. Okay, mm-hmm. so Hillsdale College, you can take all the courses, and actually, you get you could go in there and take the courses and practically free. You don't get credit, but the knowledge you get is so amazing. You want to know about the Constitution? You want to know about anything? You want to know that is, and they. Um, they have great speakers and great informational. Well, you should know you went to school there. Yes, I did. I went there for a year and a half. And so Hillsdale College was founded in Hillsdale, Michigan, which is like eight miles north of the border of Ohio. And it was founded in 1844. And it was uh, the second university in the country to accept women and blacks. From that prestigious history, they have built, they haven't gone full university. They accept no um, government money. So you have to get all of your own funding or you have to get scholarship or a grant from people, associated, private people associated with the university with, I mean, with the college, not, not oh, wow. but yeah. So it's, it's an awesome place, but it was such a culture shock for me at 18 years old, going from Dallas to the middle of nowhere, Michigan, that I struggled mm. for the first year, but I brought my grades up and then I transferred to DBU just to be closer to home. Very cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you two know that? Did you know? No. Oh. My my husband, uh, education was very important for us, and my husband has always he's an Aggie mm-hmm. and uh, a um, German raised. So mm. the, when we found out about this university, it was amazing. And I'm a conservative, and so is he. So this university is very conservative, but we wanted to know more about the Declaration, the Constitution, and they really are amazing. And they their articles are tremendous. Like this month, uh, the February article is about violence in Chicago, causes and solutions. And the cost is lack of uh, allowing people to get out before they even have served. Mm-hmm. And these are things that are important. And the, also, they 
the education, uh, they, what they give to the community. If you don't have the money, you can listen to all these programs on their on their um, podcast. Awesome. And they also have a D.C. Um, campus. So it's not just in Michigan. There's campuses at least in D.C. And is there any other any other places? There are 672 acres of college of, of the Very University good. of Comfort. So maybe your daughter can go there, Courtney. Maybe. She's going to go wherever she can get money for basketball. That's the plan. Uh, okay. I don't, <laughs> that They have a good basketball team. She's not picky. Basketball team right here. Very, very good basketball. Very good. So anyway, let's... Let's, let's introduce this. Roy. Uh, uh, yes. Once, Once more. more. Let's talk about what he is doing and to bring the weather to us and... And we and just talk about the storms and the and and are we in hurricane season? What's what's next? We're in a spring severe weather season, which is typically you have it. You know, you can have severe weather twelve months out of the year, but right now is more of the primer time to have severe weather. Essentially, from the middle of March to the middle of June, those three months are typically more active than than you know for the entire year. And we just had a storm, what was it, a week ago? I, I just, I was in the bathtub with the kids and the dogs. And so that's always super fun because the kids, I don't, they haven't been exposed to it. I mean, they've just seen Twister and we've had a couple downbursts and stuff where they're, you know, their friends maybe have posted, but we've never had anything that they are aware of significant. And so they don't take it very seriously. And you hear the sirens going off and they're like, mom, why are we in the bathtub again? And, um, and taking a bath. Yeah. <laughs> fully clothed with their phones and everything else. And so then the sirens are getting louder and louder. And I've got you being broadcast on Facebook and you're like watching Plano, you know, it's touching down. And so then they're starting to get a little hysterical at this point. I'm like, okay, calm down. They're like, well, where do we go? What do we do? And I'm like, we're where we need to be. <laughs> I think you just touched on something there, mm-hmm. Courtney. I think you found out the reason that he got into weather, that Roy got into the weather to begin with. Mm-hmm. Helen Hunt. You think so? From Twister. No, I'm just kidding. I totally don't know. How about the Wizard of Oz? It was actually a hurricane, but a lot of people have gotten the weather with the movie Twister, for sure. Well, Roy, there's a gentleman here that wants to really jump in and talk to you a little bit. He loves weather, and uh, he um, decided to come and spend the morning here with us. So let me introduce Mr. Roland Castaneda. His wife is our social guru, Liz Castaneda, who does an amazing job with our Facebook and our website. So, Roland, welcome. Hello. Thank Introduce you for having yourself. me. Introduce uh, yourself. My or, name is Roland Castaneda. Uh, big fan of the show, by the way. Uh, big fan of Roy. I've been watching you for a very long time. Um, thank you for having me. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it's really fascinating uh, to when you watch local programming and watch the weatherman as they're going over the weather and explaining things, uh, how they just ice over it. Uh, when you watch one of your videos, you go into such detail. Uh, I listened to the to the last program that you were on, and if I pulled something from it, you have a you have a, a photographic memory. Is that correct? Is that yes. how you, you yes, kind of taught yourself how to do some of these things? Uh, I, I have difficulty with retention, but uh, looking at the weather models and things like that. For example, I was watching when you were live streaming uh, during the Jacksboro tornado. Okay, and. If I hadn't learned what I learned about velocities and the different color schemes, uh, I may never have picked up on the fact that there was an actual tornado on the ground. And I think it's important for people to watch programming such as yours uh, because we all need to be a little more educated. Uh, Anybody can look up in the sky and say, oh, okay, the clouds are turning. Not everybody knows that if they're turning counterclockwise is when you kind of need to be concerned. Exactly. Most people may not know that lows you know, turn counter and highs turn. Yeah. That particular event had a very active, what they, what's often referred to as a low level jet about uh, 500 millibars, which is about 15,000 feet up in the atmosphere that was actually going Southwest. And then at the lower levels around the eight fifties, which is about 5,000 feet, then you had winds going South and Southeast and it hit like at the peak heating of the day, unfortunately. So you had all these prime conditions all coming together. You had the dew point, uh, typically right. It was like at the upper sixties and there was actually some sun that peaked out on out in the Southwest of the Metroplex that fueled the storms right before it all happened. So 
like a lot of the dynamics at low level jet, the wind shear all kind of happened at the same time. And then you had at one point, we actually had seven tornadoes on the ground the exact same time. Exactly. And we ended it with, uh, I think 16, it was a, it was a really big event. I mean, 16 tornadoes, I think 13 in North Texas, three in central Texas, just in the North Texas, you know, vicinity, 16 tornadoes when you average 23 for the entire year. Um, and then for the whole state of Texas, it was like 32 tornadoes, which, you know, again, we average about 170. Right. So that's a lot comparison to just one day and, you know, for the entire year. One of the things, I, I, like I said, I watch your, your videos on a daily basis. And you had made the comment that day that if the sun comes out, it's not going to be good. And I'm driving home and the sun comes out and I'm like, okay. And sure enough, uh, we hear the sirens going out. And unlike what most people do, I decided to go outside and see what was going on. And I did see the rotation and I pulled my phone out and I recorded it going over my house. Mm. But you are so accurate in your predictions. Uh, and what impressed me the most was you had predicted this a week and a half in advance. So my curiosity is, is I know that you are self-taught, but how do you learn to read weather models in such a way that you can be as accurate as you are, even up to a week out? Because even the National Weather Service, up to four days out, usually says it's it's not predictable. Well, true. I mean, the further you go out, the harder it is, right? Um, weather is all about timing <laughs> and I always call it about, you know, you're trying to put all the pieces of the puzzles together, like, like the severe weather threat. You had, you had the low level jet, you had the wind shear, you had very active Cape values, your convective available potential energy. You had the higher dew points, you had the sun that came out. So you had all these mechanisms that fueled these storms at the exact same time. So you forecasted an event, but still. Uh, you get events in North Texas where they have a, a, what's often referred to as a, a cap up in the atmosphere, which is typically a, a kind of a warmer air aloft as these updrafts kind of rise up in that atmosphere about four or 5,000 feet. It hits that warm nose and it kind of shuts them down. It just squashes them down. Um, some events we have those other events. We don't that particular event. There was, unfortunately there was no cap. So there wasn't anything to limit uh, these updrafts once they started right and you know go 40 50 60,000 feet up in the atmosphere and so then when you were seeing like debris balls on radar that's always a concern when especially you can actually see that they're lofted almost up to 20,000 feet in the atmosphere mm-hmm. you have to have a very strong updraft to get something like that and you already kind of knew hey that was probably ef2 ef3 type criteria to get debris you know four or five, three, four or five miles up in the atmosphere. Uh, you know, you talk about things like uh, Cape. I don't even know if everybody knows what Cape is. Uh, the thing that throws me the most is trying to read a hotograph. Those things are a nightmare. But They look like a little oh, 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 meat, Hold on a second. Hook. What's a hotograph? We got debris That's, balls and hotographs in here going on. A, a sounding that they do, correct? Is it a weather balloon? Uh, that, weather sounding. Uh, absolutely. Like, you know, everything happens above the atmosphere, which determines what happens at the surface. So the National Weather Service essentially sends out at least two, sometimes more than that, on a daily basis up in the atmosphere to detect what's happening. And every National Weather Service across the United States does the exact same thing. All that data gets fed into the weather models that you actually look at. So we can get a snapshot in time of the weather. So when you're talking about seeing stuff, you know, five, six, seven days out, you're basically seeing like troughs and ridges, you know, and you're, you're timing all that out and say, Hey, when's that trough going to be over, you know, the area that you're forecasting and what could transfer, you know, what are the dynamics in that system? So yeah, there are, with the technology is there that you can actually say, Hey, you know, there, you can have a storm system four or five, six days out. You just don't know, like, the ultimately the severity of is, is it going to come down to, Hey, is there a cap in place or is not a cap in place? And if you're just tuning in, we've <laughs> got Roy Ponder with POW Ponder on weather. And then we've also got Liz Castaneda's husband, Roland here. She is our social media guru and they are just weather junkies right now. And 
You know, there's some people that love the weather and there's other people maybe like me and maybe Alexandra that um, just wait for you to tell us if we need yeah. to get inside and seek shelter. But I didn't want to interrupt you two, but I want to make sure that we knew who, who was talking. So continue. Absolutely. Continue. And I want to know more about the hoochie hoochie mm-hmm. and the debris balls. The hodograph? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's just I love like his a, expression. We're just playing. You guys keep going. Keep going. This it's, is it's very a, interesting. It's a weather sounding. So, yes. you you know, when the, when the updrafts change, when it, you know, when you got winds going from south, southeast, and you know up at the upper levels, if it punches through the cap above 5,000 feet, then you know it's going to be changing direction. So, if, a, if an updraft's able to get up in that atmosphere, it's going to rotate. What produces the hodograph? Is it Doppler or what? What kind of technology produces the. Yeah, Doppler satellite. Okay, up in the atmosphere cool. to, to read what's happening on right. the other upper levels of the atmosphere. There is so much information on those soundings. Uh, you can see the the wind speed, the velocity, the direction. Uh, you can see the the, the patterns. I, I, the way you have described it is when it does that little hook and it hooks off to the uh, to the right. That's a good indication of probably tornadic weather. But there is so much other information down towards the bottom uh, where you have your cape values and things like that. It can be very difficult to... And to, typically, you know, you have to have at least 1,000 JKGs or joules uh, to say, hey, it's going to be a, possibly a severe thunderstorm. Um, anything less than that is kind of like your garden variety thunderstorm. So when you're getting soundings, two, 3,000 cape values, that's... Right. Um, and then you also look at what they call the sin, which that's your, that's your cap up in the atmosphere. I'm Alexandra Fincher, and I've got Courtney. Uh, introduce yourself a little bit, Courtney. Tell them who you are and what you do, because we, everybody wants to know. Mm-hmm. My name is Courtney Hathcock. I'm a insurance agent and also an independent adjuster. The agency that I work for is Integrity Personal Insurance. I quote all things, but mainly focuses home and auto insurance. All things? All the things. Huh. Yeah. But and what's your number for they can get hold of you? 972-922-0901. You can also check out our Facebook page, Integrity Insurance. And we have Roy Ponder yes. with Pow Ponder on Weather, and he's going to tell us a little bit about how he became independent in his business, which I think is great when people just go on their own and survive, right? Mm, and we also have a guest right here to this, this evening with uh, Roland Castaneda, who is doing a tremendous job. I mean, he's going to take our job. He is. Did you hear that? It was great. We're talking about jewels <laughs> and and balloons and all that stuff. I don't understand anything, but I'm sure they're going to explain We're learning. It. We're learning. Yes, yes. Well, Mr. Ponder... What, uh, what's next? Uh, what do you tell us a little bit about how you became uh, individually your own weather person? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up loving the weather as a kid. A lot of, a lot of the weather guys start when they're a child. And I had hurricane went over my house uh, back in 83. So that's how I became passionate about the weather. I, I started a Facebook page. I started a YouTube channel, started building an audience. And then I was lucky enough to kind of what they call go independent. Essentially, you talked about these uh, the weather guys. You know, they got essentially two three minutes on TV to talk about the weather and kind of sum it up. Uh, me being on Facebook, me being on YouTube, and being video, uh, you can go into a lot more detail. I'm not restrained on hey, when's the next commercial going to be here? <laughs> you know, um, right. so I can go out in a lot more detail and educate how 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 the weather forms and and what to look for and what to not look for and well and the, i think the other thing too is like when you're on air and you're broadcasting live streaming live it feels like you're in home with us right and this was so funny during the storm the other day um you know he'd been on on the computer a long time and then all of a sudden you just see his wife come over and like give him food you know like trying to <laughs> keep him energized because he's just I mean, that's that takes a lot out of you. You're staring at the screens. You're talking the whole time. You're trying to read the comments. You're it, trying to look it, at it the really models. Does. It's a lot. I say being on. You're on when you're talking, to, oh, I got a forecast for the entire state of Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, or talk about all the tornado warnings when there were seven tornado warnings on the ground at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and on. I think that that <laughs> just needs to be recognized. I mean, you have somebody that has been... Uh, able to take a hobby that they're passionate about and turn that into a a way of, of life and living and you're able to monetize the news and the information and the research that you've put your heart and soul into. So I think something too where if you're ever on that page and um, you have the opportunity to, to donate, right? There's an option to donate and mm-hmm. it's through stars or something. Explain that process. 
uh, yeah, Facebook has the stars option. YouTube has what they call super chat. Um, of course, then I have all my other Venmo, PayPal, right? And, stuff like and that, then but. it it also helps if you share his Facebook pages and, and encourage people to like it and follow it because that's another way to keep your friends and family informed and it, it helps Roy out. Um, well, so. the thing about especially like during peak peak uh, storm season, I'm I'm live for the entire duration event. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're watching a news channel, they're only going to cut in and, until they have to, until there's like maybe possibly a tornado on the ground, right? Um, I'm forecasting, you know, you know, hey, when the tornado watch starts, when the tornado watch stops, right? And all that in between and give you kind of live coverage step-by-step step on the whole process. Wow. Um, it is fascinating uh, being self-taught. And you, you started this from the ground up. Uh, and I know that when you started, there was no way you had, you know, over 100,000 followers. How did you go from where you were to where you are now? Consistency and doing it every day. You're saying multiple videos, daily videos, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Posting, um, being accurate is uh, uh, (laughs) one thing. Well, I do find it very interesting that the National Weather Service has a handful of videos out there. And some of them are some of them. There's their storm chaser uh, programs, but they can be so dry that you're sitting there watching it and you can feel yourself falling asleep, even though they're trying to teach you how to read some of the graphs and some of the, the forecast models. It's just, it's so dry. But I think that what Courtney had touched on is you bring a certain uh, personal touch to it and people are like, okay, this is like my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that I go to church with or right. somebody that my kids go to school with, you know, they're with their kids. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, having a, a, a best buddy that can sit there and say, okay, this is what's about to happen. Be ready. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, it's exactly what happens. So I try to give people as many, many uh, advanced notices as possible. Um, and I feel like I can do it within accuracy, probably, you know, five, seven days out, you know, within a pretty good accuracy. Uh, beyond that, it gets a little tough, tougher, obviously, expect the exact timing of it all. But uh, I mean, I absolutely love what I do. And, and the thing about weather, every 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 system is different. Like every single system is different. A lot of people go back to, hey, was that going to be like as bad as the last event? Right. Well, I know that, <laughs> you know, you had talked a moment ago about La Nina. And uh, a lot of folks don't necessarily completely understand what that is. And you had done a video maybe two weeks ago where you had a graph that showed uh, the previous La Nina's and the time frames that they existed and how we are basically right in the middle of another one. And with summer months coming up and we, are you predicting a pretty warm? Well, that's why statistically, you know, we've been looking at kind of comparison, kind of an analog this year of 2011. We had kind of a moderate La Nina. We had more of a, a back-to-back La Nina back then, just like we are now. We're forecast to continue to be in a La Nina for through spring and through actually summer now. And a lot of the dynamics are coming together and say, hey, on a longer-term basis, yes, I'm forecasting a, an, an above-average severe weather season and then an above-average uh, hot summer. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. It was just fascinating to watch where he was coming from and why he was coming from. Uh, and then all the comments that people were leaving. And that's another thing is you are monitoring hmm. live weather. Plus how many social media formats do you have up while you're doing this? Cause you managed to answer most people's mm-hmm. questions while you're trying to There's do a what lot. You're doing. You have to have multiple monitors up with all this information. And uh, of course the comments come in fast and furious so, yes, there's a lot. That's why I mean, like, you, when you're on, you're on because there's a lot happening and you're trying not to miss anything. But, um, and it can be very active. These systems can last for an extended period of time, multiple hours. I mean, sometimes I've been live for, you know, 10 hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, can I ask you a question? <laughs> hurricane season, is this what we are now in the hurricane season or are we in the tornado season? Well, uh, we're spring storm season, mm-hmm. uh, typically uh, hurricane season starts in uh, June time frame. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes it goes all the way through the end of November. So I have a question. Who names the hurricanes? <laughs> they get they get named like six years in advance. And um, if you have ever a storm like Katrina, uh, it gets what they call retired. They don't use it again. Interesting. Uh, but if, if there is a storm that's uh, typically like your lower name, it's the A, B, and C storms, typically you get used over and over again every six years. 
So some some names have been named almost eleven times now. Wow! <laughs> as in, as I never been hear retired. Alexandra or Courtney or something like that. <laughs> wasn't there a bad Alexandra storm? Wasn't there something like that? No. And typically, your Alexander. A name storms aren't very bad. I mean, oh. they're, they're, they're early oh. on in the season. They're 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 way early on. How about in the Courtney? Season. I know. I was just gonna say. I remember Hurricane. Was it Charlie or something that affected the Northeast but when now, I was younger? I mean, typically they're more rainmakers, like. Tropical Storm Allison that hit Houston. That was an A-name storm, but it rained 20 inches. Wow. Um, it did a lot of devastation. They retired it, even though it was a, a, a tropical storm. It doesn't have to exactly be a hurricane. If it does a lot of damage, that's what technically classifies it. Well, I see on your, uh, on your I've been watching you a little bit, but I see all this wonderful hearts. People hit the hearts. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what that is, but you have very, a lot of good compliments, and a lot of people react to you quite, a, quite well. I just send you the hearts because I don't know what I'm doing, but you well, know. the hearts means you like it. Yes, you love I love it. it. Well, I don't understand all this. I'm so glad that uh, that Roland's here today because he has really added a lot to the show on weather because I know nothing about weather. I remember when I was growing up on television, I could see this girl's hi. My name is Eileen, and she would point to the. This is what we're having today. You know, it was amazing, different ways. But you're amazing. Uh, I think you um, bring a little bit of everything to. Do, do you have a young people that come and do, uh, maybe do um, sit that they're interested in weather that from school? Do you ever hear any of the schools coming to invite you to come and talk about I have, weather? I have spoken at several schools. In any fact, internship I got, of young people? I have one next week. Um, I did, I guess, what they call a pal pop in. This year, young man, eight, nine years old, followed me and he's, hey, would you, you know, come to my house and say hi or and they live close by. I was like, okay, I did that. A pow pop in? <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a pow. Who but, named that? Was yes, it you? I did. Pow pop. I love it. Pow, pop, I love that. That's a great pow pop. Well, you're pow popping here today, right? I'm popping in. See, it's a pow pop in. <laughs> you see that? We just started the pow the pow group. You, know, you can so, do what Mr. Beast does. You could have a whole separate channel that's just a pow pop in and just, you know, triple. TikToking. There you TikTok. go. There's your TikTok. Yeah. I'll pop in. Yes. It's a good idea. Wow. We See? Just... Whoa, listen. <laughs> Ideas come from everywhere, don't they? <laughs> so you were right, Courtney. There was a Hurricane Alex in 2010. Okay. Don't ask me where it made landfall. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Making trouble in 2010. That was a male hurricane. It's not Alexandra. Sorry. Yeah. Male are different. Got it. <laughs> I think we, we, that's what we're supposed to know. It's boy and girl now. Okay? Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't let me get into that subject. Don't start, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roland, what do you think about, uh, uh, tell me you're excited about all this. What is your uh, thought about Mr. Powell now that you've met him? Oh, I think you're a great guy. I mean, like I said, I've been watching you for a while. I see and, that. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the last time that Alexander said you were going to be on the show, I didn't have enough time to to take off to be here. So I made sure to be here this time. I, like I said, we watch your videos every day. We have, you know, likes and we're subscribed. We're, we're channel members. We get notifications. So as soon as you go on, we're watching and uh, we watch you when you're live. Uh, so it actually is it's quite a pleasure to, to actually get to meet you. Wow, shaking hands. So shaking hands. <laughs> Making well, friends. we have to say thank you to Courtney because Courtney was the one that introduced Mr. Powell to us. Yes. We met in a networking group. Well, how did you tell us a little bit more how you met? We met in a networking group. I was there for, well, he, he held the insurance seat in this networking group and then he transitioned into the weather full time and that seat opened up and somebody had approached me and asked me if I wanted to come and visit the group. And then I joined. So, so basically you were an insurance agent before, is that correct? I was. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So now, and that's how I actually came up with the slogan protecting you before and after the storm. Very good. Oh, wow. That's a great, you, you gotta, you gotta. You. <laughs> he does you. what he says. Protecting, protecting you. you there it is. And so it's you funny get because, that lift. you know, he's still in the networking group and it's always so interesting because everyone's going around the room and we're saying our little spiel about what we do and how we can help and what would be a great referral for us. And then, you know, it's like, well, what does Roy talk about? Everyone's waiting with like bated breath to find out what Roy's going to say, what the weather's going to be like. What do we need to do? Do we need to park the cars? And you know, now we've got somebody in a group that's um, offering solar. And so that's been something where we've been bringing up in the group as far as we're going to have a sunny day. Is it going to build solar credits on your roof and all this stuff? So. I want everyone to take notice that the girl from Boston just said park the cars. 
Did I say park the car? <laughs> Did I say it like that? Well, I think I think the stats are like seventy percent have like some sort of like general interest in the weather because it overall it affects their day to day life, right? This show's brought to you by Miller Title, Texas Roberto Perez, and our podcasts are brought to you by Old House Barbecue, Mr. Jose Guillen. If you have not subscribed to our subscribe to our podcast, please do so on Alexander and Friends or any other social media that you use. And I think we're getting ready to go to TikTok. Is that correct? Is that is Are we going to our... start TikTok? And we've got Liz Castaneda and her husband Roland here today. And she actually handles all of our social media, our Facebook, our websites. She does our pictures. She connects with our uh, future guests. And she does an amazing job. And so she just informed us that I may be able to live up my dream of starting TikToking. Are we TikToking wow. today? Well, we're going to try to do it. We're going to try. Okay. I'm excited. Talk to me about TikTok because Listen, all I know is TikTok is, is my clock. No, this, TikTok. This is this is perfect for you. It's it's just short little videos, mm-hmm. and we can make it fun. We can make it fun. We can do all all kinds of transitions. And I don't know anything about this. I'm hoping Liz can educate me, but I'm excited. What does our producer think about all this? I don't we think he cares. His, uh, uh, what do His you input? think? I think he's fine. <laughs> and okay, and bringing that back to technology um, during the break, Roy was talking about the youth and how that's it's it's driving everything. I mean, it's not kids aren't picking up newspapers and they're not turning on uh, cable TV to watch the weatherman. They're they're turning to platforms like, you know, YouTube and, and TikTok. And so talk to us a little bit about what you were saying as far as those 16 to 24 age groups. Well, yeah, think about it. Like 20 years ago, there wasn't Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Twitch, <laughs> TikTok, all those. Uh, there's so many different social media platforms nowadays that uh, the the kids, the younger generation, kind of they they grew up in this world, mm-hmm. right? What's uh, normal for them is abnormal for somebody that in their 40s that mm-hmm. technically oh, didn't grow up you. in a well 40s. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate that. Didn't grow up with a computer, right? right? So you feel like you're behind the trend, or uh, yeah. So there's a lot of. Uh, you know, people want instant gratification. You know, there's a lot of weather apps out there. There's Twitter. There's there's things that you can be on that has like instant weather. Well, we I right? just feel like we need to saturate TikTok with things that help educate the minds of children and maybe help turn them on to things that are appropriate and morally and ethically sound because there is a lot of uh, inappropriate things that can be found on TikTok. There's right. some really cool things like I, I can see Alexander. She likes to stay up late. I can see her just getting hooked on TikTok, it being three o'clock in the morning, and she's sitting there learning about cleaning hacks or whatever, you know, whatever is on there. But I, I think that is important for people like you that could maybe affect a kid's life by trying to reach out to them on one of the biggest platforms that our children are on. So I think we're definitely doing a TikTok. We're going to do absolutely. it. Absolutely, TikTok absolutely takes advantage of uh, the human attention span of mm-hmm. being about 30 seconds. And I tell you what, even YouTube has what they call their shorts. Short. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, I, I am get hooked guilty on them. of yeah. watching and you can't actually stop. You don't realize that you're into it as long as you're into it until you look at your history. But uh, I, I was going to say that your, your 15 minutes for your weather on an every day is actually a very good period of time. Uh, you watch local weather and it's it's over in a couple of minutes. And then they just repeat the same thing over and over. But you take a good 15 minutes. And it doesn't feel like 15 minutes. Well, especially when you're doing the entire United States. Exactly. Uh, so when you're covering a multiple areas, it, it can take time and how it all interacts. And, you know, if something's hit in the Northwest, when's it going to hit in the Northeast? Probably three or four days later. Right. I think it's fascinating. And Courtney also touched on something, you know, about trying to get some uh, educational programming out there. The, the trick is going to be getting the kids to go towards that and not towards the opposite. Right. That, that's where the trick is. You know, Absolutely. I saw this thing the other day, and this is just insanity. It was a parent twerking competition at a school. It was like they brought in the parents, and they had the moms do a twerking competition. And one of the moms, clearly, possibly prior to giving birth to this particular child that was at the school, maybe uh, earned her income in a capacity <laughs> that would involve twerking because she was very good at it. But how inappropriate is that to have that in the middle of a elementary school. What's twerking? Oh, Alexandra. There we go. You see. You know what it is. You know what it's the booty bumping. It's like it's like oh. get that booty up there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, I just but it's just like this is the stuff that you know, and oh. and people are looking at, and it's like these kids. Show you. Oh, <laughs> oh, can you twerk, Liz? Let's see it. 
Um, but I just, I feel like, you know, there's obviously so much, uh, so many comments saying about, you know, how inappropriate. And I feel like the kids are so desensitized to that stuff where we look oh. at and they're like, they don't, they really, they just, you know, they just scroll on by. It's just another, oh God, I hope that's not my mother doing that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Who, know, who knows what they say, but it's just insane. It's insane the stuff that's out there. So yes, we need more good program. We, we need more good basic programs. Yes. You know, like reading, writing, arithmetic, mm-hmm. kind of things like that. Well, I think we need, we need to start a Powell club, Alexandra Powell, Alexandra's <laughs> and friends Powell club or something like that, because He's amazing. And Roland is amazing. He yes. brought so much to the show today that that oh, really, I'm because otherwise. Questions. I didn't bring anything. Well, <laughs> that was it. The questions are important because I don't understand whether all I know is get in the bathtub, get in the closet, get under the bed, you know, those things like that. So I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother would take us all into the closet when there was a tornado. And of Absolutely. course, in Laredo, we didn't have very many tornadoes or San Antonio, but, you know, that was a military base. We didn't have just, we didn't have any areas. But it's good to have you here, and it's good for Roland to take his day off, and hopefully that it was worth it Absolutely. to come and, and spend some time. Any other questions you might have for him? Since- well, I was going to ask one more question since you had touched on uh, hurricanes earlier. Uh, is there a correlation between La Nina and a, and a more highly active hurricane season? Typically, La Nina years bring above average hurricane season because uh, typically you have a little bit more warmer waters in the Atlantic versus in the Pacific. And you have a little bit more, kind of less shear in that type of environment. Uh, we actually have been in a La Nina the last two years, and we've been well above average. Statistically, they may be looking at a three-peat La Nina possibility, which would be even another above average hurricane right. season this year. So based on what you're seeing so far, are we ever going to reach El Nino? Oh, well, there's there's cycles in weather. Uh, The last full El Nino was 2015. It's it's been a while. We've been close, uh, but not to the extent that we were in 2015. You know, you would you would think, you know, we're kind of in rare territory, even talking about a three peat back to back to back La Nina. So, yes, statistically, the odds are you would go back to an El Nino, but it, it might be. A, a year or two right we're, well, we're like moderate la nina right now so many <laughs> fires you know burning out there as a result of uh you know the dry air and there's no rain and just the slightest spark or you know someone throwing a cigarette out of a car window can you know create you know acreage of, absolutely of being burned to the ground that's definitely and a deep concern no... as we get deeper into spring and especially in the summer with those drier soils drier conditions low humidities it it's uh it's going to be okay legitimate question over here roy i have not gone back and looked at past weather forecasts that you've done cuz obviously it's a really time sensitive thing it's like unless for some reason you want to go back and look at your own statistics you probably don't go back and look at them either but have you ever or will we ever see you in a windbreaker in the middle of a hurricane getting blown around <laughs> well, it probably have to be fairly close to me to even pull that off. I feel like uh, that's a TikTok. Yes, it is. Yes. We're doing that. That'd be awesome. We just get some fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how they do it. Spray them with and the And then water. the behind the scenes with yeah, us totally. spraying a bucket. A bucket. No, we don't need a bucket. Yes. That'd be the best Super part. Super soaker. Super soaker. You're sitting in a hole or you're sitting on your knees and have the water up to here, but you're just on your knees. <laughs> That's nope. the thing about a, a hurricane. You, you you can track this thing five, seven days out, right? A right. tornado, you can't track. Well, you saw, you, you, you grew up <laughs> you watching. You can track what, once it lands. But, yeah. But, uh, you grew up watching weathermen, and you saw them do that. Like, well, I don't know. Those were just like on-the-scene reporters. They don't usually send their meteorologists out there and to get stuck in the storm and everything. But would you be interested in doing something like that? Is that something that looks fun or something that looks exciting, dangerous? <laughs> what do you Long think? Long it's safe to do. It's pretty cool. I mean, to... But yeah, to go on site and do kind of a live report mm-hmm. during one of those, and they are—they're protected. I mean, if you span, if you scan out, they've done a lot of analysis, and yeah. you know, hey, this wind direction is coming here. I'm blocked by the building, stuff like that. If you go out ten feet, it's usually like, you know, really intense, right? But, do, do you remember a couple of years ago when they had uh, broadcasted the fake? People they were pretending oh, yeah. like yes. the wind was so oh, bad. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. And you know, it just dawned on me is that 
in the insurance world for you, you're getting pretty popular. You you are now kind of the person where it asks you, you know, when you're quoting out somebody's umbrella policy and stuff like that, are are they a public figure? That's you. So I'm just letting <laughs> yes. you know that you may need to review your insurance coverage to make sure That's that you're properly funny. protected. So That's my favorite my favorite of those videos, Courtney, was the ones where they're pretending that the water is deeper than it actually is and <laughs> oh, the guy yeah. rides behind the bicycle. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious stuff. <laughs> Well, now since it's happened, there are people that look for that. They they look right. for hey, doing cartwheels and, you know. <laughs> well, all I got to say, if you ever need some boots, you know, for the bad weather, uh, Courtney can loan you hers today. They're really, look at that. I mean, she's she's got weather I'm boots. I'm styling today. <laughs> she's styling. I mean, she, she I got can, my Walmart you, rain boots on. The rain boots mm-hmm. on. So, they, you know, so, well, this is an amazing evening. We've really enjoyed so much. Um Roland, thank you for being here this evening. You've made the show really interesting and you had very good questions. And gosh, you're, you know, maybe, maybe Pow, Pow and, and Roland can get together and mm-hmm. do a little show together mm-hmm. on TikTok, oh. whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I am still not into TikTok. You know, I, I guess I'm about sales, 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 person to person. So you said three o'clock in the morning. I'm doing my emails at three o'clock in the morning. So. I don't know if I will be doing TikTok. There are a lot. You can get on there just for comparison purposes because there's actually a lot of realtors that do their business via TikTok. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you can either make yourself feel great or maybe you can get an idea about something that you saw that resonated with you and you can do that in your business. If Who I know knows? how to get in there, yes. I'm, thank goodness that I I do a good job, you know, working with people because otherwise I'd be starving if I didn't know because <laughs> I certainly don't do very well in, in, on the internet or on the other stuff. I have to depend on Liz to help me even with my Facebook, mm-hmm. okay? So, mm-hmm. but anyway, thank you so much for being here this evening, uh, Roy, and we really appreciate it. And I hope you come back again and again bad weather good weather or whatever tiktok events you want to do we can do them here and let's go ahead and uh just remind people that you can go ahead and check out and subscribe his youtube channel ponder on weather pal ponder on weather pal ponder on weather also on facebook and then you're on the twitter and instagram and all the things Uh, all the above you're on the the tweeters that's good (laughs) so go ahead and definitely follow share that just helps Roy yes. out. He's doing a good job. He's accurate. I mean, that's all we can ask for. If it's gonna, it's gonna take up your time watching. Let it be accurate and help him out. That's all. So before we close out here, I wanted to do a follow up with one of our previous guests, okay. uh, Candy Summers. Yes, from Best Way uh, is leaving. Actually, she has already left. She's in Liberia right now. She'll be back next week, and we'll have her on at some point in the future after that to report on how that trip went. But they had that big uh, benefit the, dinner, yes. the fundraiser, and uh, they did a great job. They got over $60,000. That's awesome. For that charity. It wow. was funny because I was telling my daughter she's doing a uh, project on Africa, and they were given the assignments, and she got Djibouti. <laughs> and oh we laughed and laughed yeah. about that. But I was telling her in the car about Liberia. She's like, that actually sounds really interesting about the whole history. So mm-hmm. I want to learn some more about that because that was really cool to think of just everything that they've gone through because of what happened over here. So anyways, it's good stuff. Well, that's very interesting. I think that's what we need to get our young people more involved in, mm-hmm. in, in things like this, because right. that's what it's all about. And um, unfortunately we're too busy to do any charitable work anymore for anybody, but this is Alexander and friends, 660, the answer. Thank you so much for spending the evening with us. Please don't forget to sign up or subscribe to Alexander and friends, 660 on Facebook and Alexander and And thank you for our evening. Courtney, it was a pleasure. Roy, thank you for being here this evening. And Roland, thank you so much for adding to our our show this evening. Thank you for having me. Have a good evening. Pow! Ponder on weather, protecting you before and after the storm. Hey, soy José Guillén, dueño de All House Barbecue, y patrocinamos el show de Alejandra y Friends. Nuestros dos lugares están en Carrollton y Louisville. Nuestra página web es allhousebarbecue.com. Vengan a vernos. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends, or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.